The Marine and the Hippie is a weekly conversation about current events aimed at presenting alternative viewpoints while looking for common ground. We are the Marine and the Hippie. Marine and the Hippie, Episode 4, Lance Armstrong KOs Mike Tyson. In this episode, we discuss the different set of rules that are applied to different people who need different things from the system. We talk about the differences between the wealthy and the poor and those people who are connected, and we apply this topic to the current situation in the Senate with former President Donald Trump. You're listening to Marine and the Hippie. Welcome to Marine and the Hippie, episode four, Lance Armstrong KOs Mike Tyson. For a while, I've been I've been thinking about cheating and cheaters. And I think that, that they can be broken up into two categories. The first category is the person who cheats because they have to. Um, it's a last ditch effort to survive at what they're doing. For example, Mike Tyson, when he bit off the ear of Evander Holyfield, he did it because he was losing the fight. And in a last, last ditch effort to win the fight, he bit off the ear. Lance Armstrong, on the other hand, cheated not out of necessity, but he cheated to cheat the system, to rig the system so he could win the rewards and the accolades and the money within the system. So he rigged it so that he could win. And and I think that they're they're two separate groups. I think when we look at the poor, the poor are like Mike Tyson. Somebody stealing from Walmart food because they need food is a lot different than let's say Charles Kushner, Jared Kushner's father, who embezzled money and and took money from the working class. That person is more like Lance Armstrong. This reminds me of this uh, song that I listened to uh, a while back by this group called Sick of It All, and it's called Work the System. And I think we talked about this on another occasion, Mm -hmm. uh, which describes the the difference between the, the people who try to get over you know, who are poor and who don't have a lot of resources and the people who try to get over because they're rich and they just basically, every time they screw up, they get bailed out and they have like, like a million free passes. Whereas, you know, a a poor person tries to, you know, get a little ahead and keeps getting kicked back down uh, over and over and over again by society. And the difference that would be made if the rich just took, you know, one little zero off their profits for the year and just redistributed it to the poor. The difference that that would make to a poor family, you know, who's just asking for just enough to survive and just enough to eat and just enough to make sure that his kids don't go hungry, you know, or, you know, her kids in the case don't go hungry, you know, that's not too much to ask. And yet in this society, the poor constantly get, get kicked down when they try to play the game by the rules, whereas the rich constantly you know, cheat and they constantly get away with, you know, ducking taxes and, and this kind of thing. And they, you know, they just ended up get all the benefits of society. And we, and we saw that last week. Uh, we saw that last week or the last two weeks with the GameStop issue um, where the the poor or the, the, the people without the power figured out a way to rig the system and the system, Wall Street, stopped them by rewriting the rules of the game, by freezing freezing assets. Well, the, the thing about GameStop, you know, I did a whole show about this, that the the way that the market moved 
from bringing GameStop or what other these other things from like you know penny stocks basically like twelve and thirteen dollar stocks to three hundred and fifty dollar stocks. That wasn't the retail. That wasn't the poor people, you know, who were who were moving that market that way. That was really super huge buyers who were also getting in and. Interestingly enough, the rules are written in the in the stock game where these really big buyers utilize these things called uh, high frequency trades that allow them to actually get in the front of the line when it comes time to sell. So if they notice that the market is going down, they're going to utilize their options of of these high frequency trades to sell up blocks of like fifty thousand shares at a time or a hundred thousand shares at a time before the you know regular retail investor even notices the price moving down so they're going to be fine no matter what happens they're going to get in jack the price up to 350 dollars or whatever a share and then sell huge blocks of them and these you know retail buyers that you're talking about here end up getting screwed with like a smaller stock price because they don't have the same rules written for them that the big buyers and sellers do yeah and and, and i think that that brings us back to lance armstrong you know i, I think that the rules are just written differently when when you have power and here's a guy who was an international drug dealer um, and got got off with nothing more really than a slap on the wrist. So when we come back, we're going to look at how cheaters may have um, kind of opened the door and walked into some leadership roles and uh, what they're doing now. See you after the break. Hey, this is Doc. Uh, you're listening to the Marine and the Hippie, and I am the Marine. Hey, you're listening to Marine and the Hippie, episode four. We're talking about cheaters today, how Lance Armstrong KO'd Mike Tyson. Uh, one of the things we were talking about uh, a little bit right before the show was, you know, the this Donald Trump thing. I mean, Donald Trump here is the one of the most notorious crooks in American history, in recent American history for sure. Uh, and somehow he ended up becoming uh, the president. He ended up conning his way into the presidency. And he ended up getting, you know, 75 million people, 74 million people to vote for him this last time around, even though they knew that the dude was a total con artist and a total crook. And it's almost like, you know, you have to say that the people that supported him like that about him. They appreciate the fact that he's able to get over on the system. And they wanted someone who actually was able to get over on the system because of the fact that they felt like they're constantly, you know, I, I, I would like to give full credit to the Trumpist argument for a second here. I'm not a Trumpist. You know, as, as, as anyone who's ever listened to me knows. But the idea here was that you hear these people report, and if you actually take them at their word, you hear them report that the reason why they supported Donald Trump is because they were getting screwed by both major parties, by the by the economic system in this country, and they just wanted something different in the in the society, and so they voted for Donald Trump. Well, they latched on to a cult, basically, and they, they developed this cult-like admiration for, for Donald Trump, and... As a result, after four years of being constantly programmed, look, look, this is us against them. They're trying to screw you over. Here's who they are, you know, listing a, a list of scapegoats and enemies. They, they bought into it now. They support the guy like he's a cult leader. 
Yeah, and it's like, uh, and I think the same thing, uh, it's the same with Lance Armstrong, people who, who still think that he is, he is or was a great cyclist. Yeah, he won, he won as, as a cyclist, but he won by being, by systematically cheating the system. Donald Trump is the same. He has systematically cha- cheated the system for 50 years, and he's profited on it each time, whether it's through real, real estate, whether it's through t- the, the TV shows, whether it's through getting off of getting off and, and marrying and, and divorcing within a certain time frame, so he doesn't have to pay a huge amount of, of tax or alimony to to his wife. I mean, and these are things that we know about these people. So I, I think people like Lance Lance Armstrong and Donald Trump are very good at selling the lie. They're very good at being able to manipulate the people to believe who are watching the game that the game isn't rigged. I never did drugs. I never did drugs. I'm the most tested athlete ever in cycling. I've never tested positive. Well, it comes out that every time you said that, that was a lie. And every time you said that, you got more money and you got more power. And every time... Trump got bankrupt and came up. He got more power and more money. So we we see these people as success stories, and now we're seeing them, hopefully, I I think we're shifting to seeing them as something of a failure, maybe. Now, the the question I have, though, so since Donald Trump is being dragged before the Senate again, uh, it's not really a trial. It's an an impeachment proceedings i don't know why they keep calling it a trial i know that, that the pundits on tv want the democrats to to make it like a criminal trial but it's not a trial at all and so you know normal rules of due process normal rules of evidence normal rules of witnesses these kinds of things they don't they simply don't apply it is do you believe that donald trump did the thing that we've accused him of doing uh, it's not you know, the overwhelming evidence, you know, reasonable person standard, this kind of stuff. I mean, it's not a real trial, but the, the thing is, is that he's being dragged before the Senate right now for being this crook who has lied and who has basically, you know, convinced all of his followers to go out and riot. And, you know, I don't know, you know, we, we talked about this in an earlier episode, whether or not this was an overthrow of the government or whatever, but uh, the fact is that he created a civil disturbance and, you know, so it looks like he might be able to to he might be able to get over on the system here just because he has so many people who are who are prepared to you know buy into his story. But I think that that becomes the question. You know, like is he rewriting the system, um, or or did he follow the system? You know, and and are the people who have bought in and who have attacked him, or who are trying to impeach him, or the people who bought in and who who did the We'll call it the insurrection. Maybe it's not whatever we want to call it. Um, were they f- doing it through free will or they were they doing it because they were following a leader and believing that they were playing by the rules of the game? Anyway, we'll come back after break and answer these questions. Hey, this is Doc. And this is Dylan. And you're listening to Marine and the Hippie. Uh, welcome back to the Marine and the Hippie, episode four. Uh, 
we're talking about cheating and we're talking about how the systems can be rigged. And today in the news, Senator Mike Lee, Senator Mitch McConnell and Senator Ted Cruz, who are supposed to be impartial observers, call them jurors um, of the Senate during this impeachment of Donald Trump, have met with the Trump's lawyers. Now, that doesn't sit well with me because that feels like, hey, it's the middle of the game. My job is to 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 listen and to process information. And what they're doing is they're going in and talking to the ref in the, in the middle of the game and saying, man, I, I don't like your calls. And, and 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 this team that looks like they're winning can't win. And I don't think that's fair. And I think I, I think that that's where the system is is really kind of is moving. Doc. Well, I I I also want to say that you know there's there's two sides of this. The, the cynic in me says, well, you know, did you expect anything else from especially those three individuals? But on the other hand, it's kind of sad that you would even have to say that. Like, yes, you should expect more from them. They're they're United States senators, and the fact that we don't accept more from them really kind of shows the degree to which we've sunk as a society and what we expect from our government. It's pretty low. And I think I think that that might just be a, a good place to, to end on is to end on the fact that we have accepted as all American citizens, whether you're on the right or the left, whether you're for Trump, whether you're for Biden, whether you're you're not free either. We've accepted a minimum that 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 is is clearly not enough. And we need to ask for more. We need to ask for leaders who who are articulate and are fair and are saying, hey, these are the rules of the game and everybody's going to follow them. And if we don't follow them, then we're all going to get the same consequence. Well, I would like to think that we were going to get the same consequence, but I don't really think so. But there, it seems like there's two different sets of rules in this country. It seems to me that the first time I really remember someone actually trying to talk about this in a public setting was John Edwards way back in 2000 and I want to say 2004 where he talked about two Americas, about how there's two Americas in this country. One of them being where the rules are set up in a certain way for the rich and one of them being where the rules are set up for everybody else. The rich never go to trial. The rich always settle. They always get away. They always never, they never go to jail. Uh, and the meanwhile, it seems like the system is set up to railroad everybody else into that, you know, penal system or, you know, the system which basically ruins people's lives. And meanwhile, the rich get off scot-free. And you find that same dichotomy in the halls of power in our government where everybody in, in the government, the average income in the, you know, the median income of the House of Representatives is something like seven seven point, you know, $750,000 or some crazy amount. I don't care what anyone says. That's really, really rich. $250,000 a year is really, really rich. And these people are millionaires. And how are they making rules for the rest of us when they have no idea how the rest of us even live? But the thing, it, the thing is, is that it seems like you know there's a set of rules for them that applies for them. That they get away with whatever they want. And for the rest of us, we all just get screwed. And I don't really know how to solve that problem at all. I just think that we, we need to start figuring out a way to come together, um, you know, figuring out a way to come together as a collective society, putting away our, our, 
our our opinions of some sorts and to say, hey, we are America. We are all Americans, no matter what side of the fence we are on. And we need these, these basic standards for everybody. And if you're not fighting for that at this moment, maybe you're not an American. Maybe maybe you're just an, an individual living in America who doesn't want to be part of a greater system. So let's maybe try to work towards a better system and, you know, and, and create a better society. Well, yeah, that's a that's a, a good idea. I don't know, you know, I mean, that, I would like to see that happen. And of course, it's the ideal. It's something we should be striving for uh, to figure out how to how to bridge this gap. But that's what Bernie did, you know. Bernie, whether or not you like him or not, he came up with policy that got a whole bunch of different fractured groups following one one flame. Hey, check out uh, Marine Marine Hippie Marine underscore Hippie at uh, Twitter. Marine and the Hippie at gmail.com for our uh, for our email. If you want to send us an email, let us know what you think about the show. Uh, and if you want to check out observations from the spectrum, that's .org. That's Dylan's blog where he talks about these this particular issue. And basically, you know, a lot of the things we talk about on our show come straight out of your, out of your blog or inspired by your blog. So if you want to know where we're at, what we're thinking, you know, where we're going, check out Dylan's blog. It's a great thing to read. Uh, Dylan, you got anything else for this week? Yeah, we love feedback. So if you want to contact us, leave a message, ask us some questions, we'd uh, love to hear from you. Sure enough, sure enough. Uh, audience engagement is great. This is Marine and the Hippie, episode four. Lance Armstrong KOs Mike Tyson. And, uh, and thanks for listening. Have a great week. Hey, this is Dylan with the Marine and the Hippie. I'm the Hippie. information on the marine follow doc at supernova underscore earth on twitter and listen to the supernova earth show on spotify for more information on the hippie follow dylan at gezi and me on twitter and read his blog at observations from the spectrum.org